0: In today's gospel reading from St. Mark, we have two healing stories that take place in Gentile territories. In these stories, we see that Jesus' ministry of healing, his ministry of reconciliation, it cannot be confined to the geographic boundaries of Israel. It wants to move further afield. In this first healing, we have a surprising to put it one way, exchange between a, a Greek Syrophoenician woman and Jesus. We learn that he's withdrawn to a house, presumably for some rest, but he couldn't, uh, uh, he couldn't quite sneak away. He's noticed. So as he's there in the house, uh, this Syrophoenician woman hears that Jesus has, has come to town, and she finds him in his retreat house, and falls at his feet, falls at his feet, begs him to heal her daughter of an unclean spirit. And it's confounding to us that Jesus responds not by first, you know, healing the woman's daughter or uh, learning of the needs in which she's bringing, but by saying that the children have to be fed first and then the dogs. You know, so the point, uh, rather the people, of Israel have to be fed first, and then whatever's left over, ah, that's, you, you will dish that out to the outside world after. Well, the Syrophoenician woman, uh, remarkably, doesn't blink at the insult. She just turns the tables by saying that even dogs get to eat the scraps under the table. She gets one of the best one-liners in the scriptures. I've learned, you know, it was a custom to give the scraps of food, the leftover from the children, to the household dogs. So she takes that household imagery and says, even, even the dogs get food under the table. You know, so that Syrophoenician woman simply is not going away in the story. She won't go away. Just as we heard Peter, you might recall a few weeks ago in our appointed gospel reading, he responded to Jesus's question if the disciples wanted to turn away when they were finding his teaching difficult and some were turning away, Jesus said, do you also wish to turn away to his inner uh, band of disciples? And Peter says, to whom would we go? You have the words of eternal life. So in this jarring story, we have a foreign woman clinging to Jesus with steadfast faith and trust. And I can imagine Jesus smiling at her when he responds for saying that, you may go and the demon has left your daughter. I imagine him saying that with a smile. In Matthew's telling of the story, Jesus responds to the Syrophoenician woman by saying, oh woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. So what is the Spirit saying to us through this reading tonight? At least two things, and I would love to hear more from you and what the Spirit is saying to you in the text. But at least two things. First, that staying close to Jesus, Clinging to him against the odds, not being willing to go away is the path of discipleship. Clinging to Jesus, stubbornly sticking with it, sticking with him, turning up and desiring the word of life. The next thing for us to consider is that we need to learn again and again that even though Jesus was indeed sent to the house of Israel, to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, God's gift of redemptive love in the person of Jesus Christ is not reserved for some and restricted from others. In Christ, there's no longer Jew or Greek, male or female, slave or free. So Jesus is exchanged with The woman teaches us, who are his disciples today, that we are to be a community in which racial, ethnic, and other human divisions are overcome and reconciled. The church is to be a sacrament, which is to say a sign, a signpost, and a cause of the unity of the human race. It should be a house of prayer for all peoples. The nation should be able to look at us and see what a world reconciled and restored to God looks like. You know, we don't need any help to see what an unreconciled world looks like. The news is full of that sad story every day. We see what happens when one group looks at another as dogs unworthy of the love of God. And it's in the midst of this violence and hostility that we have been entrusted by Christ to be ministers of reconciliation in this world, to break down the walls of hostility, to repair the breach. So where can we start? First, by falling down before Jesus and opening our hearts to him, by clinging to him so that we can be reconciled to God and find peace with one another. We have to honestly recognize all the ways that we create us and them and pray for the healing of our own ways that would deny the image of God and our neighbor. And something else that we can do is to hold people in need in our our prayers, you know, to carry people in need on our hearts before the throne of God. And not just people we like or people we understand or people we care about, but even those that we would label the dogs or the enemy. Because tonight we gather around this altar to be fed with the bread of life, recognizing that he is our peace, Christ is our peace. And by him, with him and in him, we can carry out the work of reconciliation, we can bear witness to the unity of the human family. By his grace, we can be agents of healing and hope.